and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hey, hey, James Day, recording live from the Focus on Pocus studios here in sunny Media, Pennsylvania. Today we have Malka Stromer as our honored guest. Malka Stromer is a registered diagnostic medical sonographer whose clinical skills were fostered at the University of Health Network and Mount Sinai Center of Excellence in Obstetrical Ultrasound in Toronto, Canada. Malka has spent the past 13 years of her career sharing her enthusiasm for sonography as a professor first at her alma mater, Mohawk College, the collaborative Mohawk McMaster Institute for Applied Health Sciences, and then at Gateway Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. She earned her Bachelor's of Science and Master's of Education from York University in Toronto, Canada. Malka has spoken at various professional events and educational institutions on topics including sonography of the bowel and her research in the ethics of obstetrical ultrasound. She has authored a chapter in a sonography text and has won a research award through the SDMS and most recently the John and Sue Ann Roche Excellence Award through the League for Innovation in the Community Colleges. Malka is owner of Sound Sports Imaging and together with her colleague Jeannie Noble now teaches POCUS and MSK Ultrasound to health professionals around the world. Woohoo! All right, Malka, that was something else. <laughs> Sounds good, yeah. So I, I, I kind of get, so you left Toronto and you're in Arizona. I guess you were running from the weather. Is that part of it? Um, that is part of it, yeah. I guess my husband my husband actually says that I've been in court. So that was the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I get that. So uh, you're a sonographer. You, you have a RDMS. That is correct. And you are looking at integration of ultrasound into the medical school curriculum, uh, sort of an interdisciplinary approach. Yeah. What do you think of all that? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, we've been working with uh, a couple medical schools here in Arizona um, with regards to, it was really kind of a cool approach that, that they wanted to do. So there's two um, medical schools that are literally at the opposite ends of, of town. And through Zoom technology, um, they're using um, us to help integrate ultrasound into their curriculum. And they're doing it from a top-down kind of standpoint, meaning in order to be sustainable, they needed their educators to become comfortable with, with the modality. And if they're going to integrate it into their courses, then they need to know some more about it. So what we started to do is we developed uh, what they're calling a faculty development series. Mm -hmm. And going on uh, three years now, we have been providing their faculty with um, education, case-based education, uh, in order to help them uh, provide them ideas for integration into their curriculum. And now, uh, three years later, 
their four-year program has ultrasound integration throughout their entire curriculum, as well as um, they have an ultrasound elective that we've taught as well uh, at the school, which is pretty cool. It's really quite exciting. And the next step that we have with them actually is to hopefully get, um, starting with their faculty and and clinical faculty, Mm -hmm. get them POCUS certified through the POCUS Academy. That's pretty cool. So your ultrasound, you know, it's sort of the partnership of the stethoscope with the medicine and with, you know, with great power, as you say, comes a great responsibility. Mm -hmm. And now that, you know, I guess ultrasound units are portable and inexpensive, Mm-hmm. We're sort of charged with training all these people. How, how is that going for you? Yeah, that was kind of uh, really kind of the impetus um, for me to leave the the structural education of, of sonographers, which there will always be a need for sonographers. And, um, you know, I felt actually probably about five to ten years ago uh, realizing that ultrasound is getting, you know, the technology is getting a lot better. It's getting in the hands of, of everyone. Let's use it to the best of our ability. And um, we're seeing now units costing, you know, maybe just a couple thousand dollars. And so practitioners are purchasing these things without the necessary training, thinking that it's, you know, literally just like a stethoscope and, you mm-hmm. know, they turn it on and they know what they're doing. And so um, that was that was the main reason um, why Janine and I uh, kind of stepped out and, and we're like, you know, this is great. It's amazing. We feel that it's a, a really great triage tool for many different health practitioners. But the, the downside is, is lack of training. And so, um, you know, we feel that, as you said, <laughs> Uh, it takes great responsibility, and and to sure. be able to, to utilize it correctly, uh, there needs to be quite a fair and rigorous amount of of education behind it. You know, and from our perspective, that aspect of of starting in the healthcare programs. Uh, so medical schools have been doing this for a few years now, but you know we're thinking the nurse practitioner programs, yes. the physician assistant programs. They're all using it out in clinical. Why don't we start early, integrate it into their education, and uh, they'll be much better users um, when they're actually out there uh, doing their clinical work. Now, you know, when you teach uh, people ultrasound, what I've found, and you sort of alluded to that, people think you just plop the probe on and then the image is going to be beautiful. There's, I think there's a big component of manipulating the body, taking breaths, taking half breaths, exhaling, mm-hmm. throwing shoulders. You know, mm-hmm. do you guys get into that? Absolutely. So all, all aspects of, of our education courses and, and integration includes a lot of scanning, you know, so there's obviously a, a huge didactic component, but the, the scanning, I think, is key, and to, to be able to show um, the users how they can manipulate the patient. Breaths are hugely important, especially with abdominal imaging. Um, and, and also that you may have learned anatomy from an external standpoint, 
However, your landmarks and your um, manipulation of the transducer in order to optimize the windows uh, for seeing that anatomy is a lot different when you put the ultrasound probe down. Um, and so that takes a lot of just uh, hands-on, literally put it, I'll put my hand on their hand in order to uh, show them how to manipulate the probe. Right. A lot of other interesting stuff is that, again, especially kind of with the abdominal and pelvic um, stuff, and even into obstetrics, is the aspect of, of uh, pressure. You know, a lot of times you think, oh, we just put the probe down and we'll see something. But, you know, we actually use a fair amount of pressure, again, depending on body habitus, in order to optimize the image. So we really go through, yeah, those techniques to um, enhance the image and, and optimize windows as well. Yes, we just went through a training, uh, training some medical students this weekend, and it was I, I noticed that that component is not being addressed as much. People go for the knobs right away mm -hmm. as opposed to manipulating the patient. Do you ever run into uh, any ergonomics issues and stuff from your scanning years of cranking out studies or anything like that? <laughs> luckily, luckily, I've been pretty lucky in my career with not having any uh, ergonomics issues, but that's been, um, from a sonographer standpoint, that's been an integral part of uh, the education of sonographers because for longevity, um, it's vital to to uh, do your scanning in a very ergonomic way. So I've been able to work in labs that have ergonomic uh, chairs and beds and um, even the utilization of um, armbands in order to hold the, um, the probe wire and stuff like that, the cord. Uh, to to get that weight off of your shoulders and, and neck and stuff like that. But the interesting thing I find now, especially uh, working with point-of-care users, um, is the fact with these uh, smaller units, actually I find the ergonomics is probably way worse um, because of the fact that, you know, you can go any which way. You can put the, you know, your little iPad or, um, or your screen way down low and into the actual ergonomics of the user is very, very poor. And so I think, you know, you hit on a really great point too. If, if people are going to be using this constantly in their practice, uh, that's part of the education piece too, to make sure that, that they're staying, um, you know, ergonomically sound. Right. Tell me about uh, sound sports. Uh, and what's the most common sports in, in, injury that you guys address? Is it mostly uh, kids or sports medicine or teaching people to do that? Tell me about that. That's really intriguing. Yeah. So um, we actually started uh, Sound Sports Imaging probably in around 2012 in order because uh, we realized that we could – we basically developed an algorithm mm -hmm. in order to integrate – ultrasound into the physical therapy special test. So in physical therapy, we see that, um, you know, though a patient will come in and they'll go through a series of what they call special tests in order to uh, get an idea of where this patient's issue may be and how severe that patient's issue may be. And that's with lack of any imaging. So it's so um, they go about and they go and do their thing and, and try to get this patient better. Mm -hmm. However, um, with the ability for us to use ultrasound uh, for musculoskeletal anatomy, um, you know, if we go through, if a physical therapist goes through 
their special tests and then narrows it down in, in, in their routine. And then now are able to go and utilize ultrasound to enhance that um, understanding of what they think the disease process may be. That really will be able to focus the uh, patient's care a lot better and either be able to get uh, a much more focused um, care plan and get them in and out of physical therapy a lot quicker, or maybe say, hey, physical mm-hmm. therapy not work for you. You need to go to uh, a surgeon or, or, or something like that. So in a triage mode. Um, so that was kind of the real enhancement of the real kind of impetus for us starting sound sports imaging. So what we do is we um, train um, physical therapists, athletic um, trainers, uh, orthopedists, PAs in, in the sports medicine practice in order to utilize ultrasound within their special tests as a triage. That's cool. You guys probably are pretty busy with that too. <laughs> we are. We, we, we definitely are. And it's, <laughs> but it's, it's also interesting to, to see um, – you know, to see where, what people take of it. Like, and, and we find that, um, we find actually that the physical therapists are really, at least in my experience as a sonographer by trade, is the fact that they know the anatomy and can see the anatomy immediately, you know, which is, which is absolutely incredible and a super value, you know, from my experience in, ultrasound and radiology and doing musculoskeletal in a radiology, radiology perspective, mm-hmm. you know, we can scan, we do the anatomy, but they have the uh, physiological um, background and the ability to therefore manipulate um, the joints a lot better with that understanding yes. of, okay, if this is not working, let's, let's look at that this tendon or, or, or this muscle um, based on, again, what they're, understanding is of of the the physical therapy and so it's it's an amazing population and a population that i that i think would really value from uh learning uh ultrasound yeah i found that true too a lot of sonographers just don't get that robust msk i mean you you'd have your little anatomy coloring book and you learn some muscles but when you're not sure. you're mostly organs and uh, as a sonographer uh, but I mm-hmm. notice people that come from PT or anatomists, uh, you know, they have that really depth of knowledge with that. So what about this chapter you wrote in a sonography text? Where, mm-hmm. What did you write and where was it? Uh, I wrote a, a chapter in uh, an obstetrics and gynecology uh-huh. uh, textbook uh, for sonographers. It was called The Fetal Environment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> really exciting. Um, and I finished it off. Um, as I was on bed rest, uh, with my first, with my first baby, which was, uh, quite interesting. So I'm glad I got it done. <laughs> oh, so what did you, you had like a Sophia Loran pregnancy. You had to lay in the bed. Is that? Oh, well, luckily not too bad. And I'm not somebody that okay. sits still very easily. Yeah, so, I bet. Uh, luckily I wasn't in the hospital, uh, bed. I could just, uh, lie on the couch at home. Uh, but it, it, it was tough. It was very yeah. tough to have to deal with that for a couple of weeks before, before she was born. So we heard about you lounging. So uh, in closing here, so what's your bags? What, you're into uh, tennis and hiking, you told me? Tell me about how are you a trail runner or anything like that? No, I'm not a trail runner. Um, I, we 
are very fortunate to live um, in basically an outdoorsman's paradise uh, here in Arizona. And so we, uh, we live around the mountains and, and hike constantly. Uh, so it's, it's amazing. And uh, I'm able to, my, my favorite sport is, is tennis to play. And so um, I, I try to play tennis uh, every week and, and get out there and, and slam the ball and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and have lots of fun. You know? So, yeah. That's great, man. So, Michael Stromer, thank you for taking the time to be here on today's show. Absolutely. I appreciate the audience for listening in. And don't forget that for even more POCUS talk, you can follow us on Twitter at POCUS Academy and on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. And listen, it was an honor to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. All right. See you later. Okay. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only.